Uh, welcome to Timepiece Archaeology. My name's Andrew. I'm Vinny. And we're here with uh, Kaz. Kaz. Kaz, what do you do? What up? Um, my name's Kaz. Uh, do another podcast called Two Broke Watch Knobs. Uh, we may or may not be wearing shirts. That's the whole thing. <laughs> That's just, yeah. They just talk <laughs> about how they may or may not be wearing shirts the whole time. It's fantastic. You'd be um, surprised how much uh, how much airtime we can fill just talking about shirts or not shirts. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just... I'm I'm fully for no shirts all the time. So when do we when do we take off our shirts? I when now. <laughs> I don't, is that like I'm confused by the question. Bro, is that a fucking rhetorical question? I burned up my shirts three days ago. Yeah, who wears clothes anymore? I know. Dude, I work from I work from a home. That's not even like a joke. Who, who really wears clothes? Anymore? Dude, that's amazing. Gosh. Yeah, no clothes and a wristwatch. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we're getting getting super distracted. Sorry about that. Yeah, just 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 I'm just really into shirts for some reason. But yeah, no. Um, Kaz here from Two Broke Wash Knobs. I'm one of two folks that are on that podcast. It's me and my buddy Mike. Folks. Um, the podcast. Uh, I mean, you know, it is basically what it sounds like. It's Two Broke Wash Knobs. It's us talking about the idea of affordable watches, kind of critiquing at the same time um, uh, marketing culture within neurology, also just kind of design practices, really running the whole gamut of everything that is sort of just, I feel like, focused on real people collecting watches. Like, not all watch collectors are wearing, you know, Tudor Pelagos while, like, cave diving in, like, the Katunga Mountains. Like, that's not, like, that's not my reality, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. My reality is I'm more likely to be plunging my toilet with my Seiko SNK covered in sweat and toilet water that's that's reality so um i apologize for that image but that's the idea behind the podcast it's just supposed to be what's the tagline using the show um you know wristwatch bar talk it's just supposed to be feel like you're just hanging out after work with a bunch of folk drinking and shooting the shit up talking about watches that's that's it in a nutshell i do apologize if i'm rambling no, it's it's a it's a great show and the and, snobbiness is showing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole! <laughs> Guy over here talking about a Seiko SNKs. Look at him, it's a fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it's a fantastic podcast. Um, you're normally in my ear every time I go to work, so letting well, you. Appreciate, letting... I, I appreciate having me on too. This is fun. I yeah. I, I you know. This is the first time I've done a podcast without Michael. I feel like I'm a, a little bit cheating, so don't don't tell. This isn't this isn't gonna air, right? Isn't that like <laughs> no, no, isn't is... like the classic like 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 amateur porn thing? This won't air, right? No, 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 no. This, no, this, this is uh... it's casting couch style. It's casting. <laughs> it's casting couch. It's just gonna show me and you, and then maybe in like Malaysia. Why yeah, you like... never know. Why does everyone know casting couch? Like you can just say casting couch to every single guy, and they instantly get it. It's just one of the. It's just one of those things. At some point, if you're if you're male and you've encountered the internet in some fashion, <laughs> you have inevitably encountered the casting couch format. Yes. Whether it's branded one or the unbranded one, at some point those images have been seared into your brain. Whether you're a God fearing Christian or or, or, or a field loving heathen, you're aware. You're, you're aware. aware. Of the that's just that's just how it works, man. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, me and Andrew were in a coffee shop with our camera guy, Devin, today. Shout out to Devin. And uh, I, I casually brought up Casting Couch, and Devin immediately knew what it was. In the middle of a coffee shop, no less. Yeah, just casually. It's one of those things that, it's one of those things that connects all breathing males. <laughs> I just don't understand it. 
There are very few men rules. A lot of them have to deal with like urinal and yeah. etiquette and things like that. And casting couches just it's it's our generation, our generation's <laughs> contribution to man rules. You know? Yes, agreed. Um, Telling you, man. What are you, you wearing on the wrist, that? man? What's up? What are you wearing on the wrist? Oh yeah, uh, uh, wrist wrist checks all around. So yeah. um, I thought it'd be fun today uh, to wear the watch that really kind of um, not help me catch the urology bug, but really sort of put me on my own uh, specific path towards watch collecting. So I'm wearing my Raketa Big Zero. I talked about it on the show. It's a vintage USSR piece um, powered by a really nice. fun, really robust um, Raketa 2609 caliber. If you've listened to the Two Book Watch Now's podcast, you've heard me talk about it. This is the first vintage watch I ever got. It's the second watch I ever bought in, in, in general. And so... Um, uh, a pretty sizable facet of the Two Broke Watch Snobs content on the podcast and on the Snipe. Uh, the snipe. You see, Snipes are kind of like websites, but they're way shittier. <laughs> <sighs> the other part of the podcast and the site, one of the major things is that I'm just talking about um, Soviet timepieces and the market for that and how the market's shifting. And uh, a lot of folks really gen- tend to enjoy it because for 40 or 60 bucks, you can get something mechanical, super interesting with really incredible... Um, you know, social and economic history attached to it. I bought this big zero and, oh God, what the, what the, um, when did I start doing all the stupid watch crap? 2015, so three years ago, I bought this for $40 because the person um, translated the listing incorrectly. Uh, oh, nice. So instead of big zero, they wrote big numerals in all caps. And I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's, this guy's lack of English is my, is my opportunity to <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm wearing now. Um, uh, Vinny Andrew, what are you guys wearing? Uh, I'm wearing a, a vintage Seiko Quartz tank kind of lookalike. It's all gold. Um, it's super thin. I have it on like a brown uh, lizard. Lizard. And yeah. It looks great. It's awesome. Yeah. Normally he rocks that on a coral strap, which is hey, coral is fucking cool sometimes. It's dope. <laughs> yeah. It's dope. It's dope. I think it's a vintage, a vintage quartz. Like what year? Seventies? It has to be like, so it's very like seventies or eighties. Like it just, it looks like a tank. If it's a tank's all gold, gold face, gold uh, implied markers. Yeah, it's very, it's very. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I think he's got looking. some pictures of it on the Instagram page. Yeah, 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 I yeah. Do. yeah. On the coral strap that you yeah. fucking hate. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's. <laughs> Let's just get this out of the open now. Why does everyone hate the coral strap? You know what I it's, mean? It's 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 super bright. It's a statement piece that cannot be worn daily. My opinion. That's it's, uh, Yeah, I think Vinny's mother asked if it was um, <laughs> a woman's, woman's watch because of the oh, bright awesome. coral. <laughs> I just said yes and kept going. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unashamedly. Are we both wearing Stego quartz? Yeah, so I'm wearing my grandfather's, I think it's from the 80s, mm-hmm. um, vintage Seiko. It's a quartz. It's a two-hander gold case. It's pretty small. Nice. Um, I think it's like a 34. Um, but it's really circular, and I got on like a black lizard. The it's, dial's cool. Yeah, it's just a white dial, but if you look closer, it's got like a waffle texture. It's really dope. I like it a lot. Are yeah, we all but, wearing vintage watches? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. We're wearing the same watch. It's weird. Just variations. Yeah, of, it, it literally of... is like one square and one's not. <laughs> yeah. Both on lizard straps. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Old man, whatever. Oh, well, you know me so well, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, very cool. I was actually wearing my uh, 009 earlier, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to switch it up. Let's switch it up. Nice. That's killer. Now, what, 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 do you, what do you think about the idea of, like, the vintage course market? Because every single vintage course wash that I've seen on, like, eBay or another site, like, the person left the battery in there, and then, like, a shark swallowed it for 45 years. And then, like, it just looks like the inside just covered in, you know, toothpaste and battery acid. So, in my in yeah. my mind, the idea of the vintage quartz watch doesn't exist except in very rare occasions, but... Given the fact that of the three watches on the show right now, two of them are vintage quartz, maybe I'm insane. What do you guys think? <laughs> so, the one my Seiko is like was pristine in its original box, in its original gift box. You know, like Jesus. everything original band, um, and like it was like never touched. Yeah, um, which was cool. But I got it for like twenty bucks, yeah. um, and it's it's really cool. I, I don't think anyone's out there like cutting down trees and breaking in windows to get this watch, you know? <laughs> but I think it's really cool. But Vinny, his, when he got all his grandfather's watches, I had a blast. Like, they were... They were beat to shit. They were swallowed by yeah. a shark, as you said. But the surprisingly, you know, the... The, the 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 you know the battery wasn't fucked up or really no we just no, had to, had to, we just had to swap it out it, yeah. yeah I think my grandpa changed them religiously so because yeah. he was crazy about that but not so crazy on keeping them clean, clean or not full of scratches so. yeah so I had a great time cleaning it up but so now it looks beautiful so I feel like if you see something that looks swallowed by a shark it has a possibility <laughs> of looking beautiful if that yeah makes sense. yeah just it's okay a couple hours a night and looks great. <laughs> Yeah, I swear, I took all of his watches and just started cleaning them for, like, days. Because I was like, new watches, oh my god. Yeah. Let me just touch all of them and clean them. <laughs> I looked like, what, uh, from Lord of the Rings? Smeagol. Smeagol, just so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's awesome. It was great. So, we're, we're, do you, so you're, you're Vinny, Vinny, that was your granddad that had the watches. Yeah, he gave me, I think, five of them. Um... He gave me this Seiko that I'm wearing. Um, another, actually, a Seiko Bellmatic. Um, what? Those things are killer, dude. Yeah, and it was that was the worst one, man. It was so really. Bad. Oh yeah, but it still runs and keeps good time. And all Andrew wow. did with to it was just clean the crystal in the case, and it looks awesome. We put on a new strap. <laughs> Pop the back off, spray WD-40, <laughs> taped it back together, and uh, <laughs> no, look at that. Look at these split. Good as new. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. So my grandfather gave me a, cu- a couple watches. Not too long ago, like a, probably a month ago. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, it, so it, 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 both you guys, is your family super into like to watches? Like did your moms and dads have watch collections? Or, or I mean, well, obviously, it sounds like your, your, your granddad did. But, but yeah. are, are we all the anomaly in my family? Because I'm the anomaly in my family. My, my dad has a watch, but it's one watch he bought in 1979 to like honor him graduating from medical school or some garbage and it's a Rolex date <laughs> dust and he bought that one watch and that's the one watch he's he gardens in that watch he jogs and it's it's two tone with oh, the Roman, Roman numerals he does everything in that watch but he gets it cleaned and serviced once a year oh wow, oh, wow. okay he takes incredible care of it but he's not like a watch guy you know what I mean? If I asked him, like, oh, Dad, what movement's in your Rolex? He'd be like, what's a movement? Like, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah, right. So, I mean, but, but you guys, do, do, do you, you know, your family's into watches? No. <laughs> Straight up, no. <laughs> yeah. Just, for me, just my grandfather. Mm. Um, but he actually, the reason he gave me all of his watches is because he stopped wearing watches altogether. 
and okay. he's actually moving to Colorado, and he was like, you know, like, I want you to have these. I was like, okay, cool. But I'm pretty sure Andrew's family was no-go. No, I see, like, I, um, when I originally got into watches, I bought, like, a, a Citizen, two, nice. you know, quote-unquote two-tone, but, um, watch, and it was, like, 200 $300 at the time, and at, at the time, I was, I'm, like, that was, like, two years ago, so, um... Like full retail or, or yeah, like, Amazon or like full retail at like a K. Because at, t- at the time I was working nice. for K Jewelers. Yeah, me and Andrew were both working at the same K Jewelers in a mall. Oh, yeah. cool. And um, we, oh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of how we got into watches. Was just from selling shitty citizens and not that shit citizens are <laughs> shitty, but for the most part, I, I could I think I have a lot of. They actually that. a funny part. They just did a podcast about citizen. citizen. Yeah. No way. Yeah, are they? Just, did you see how shitty they were? <laughs> That's, I, uh, I listen to that podcast and I'm like, I know too much, all of this. I know so much about Citizen, it's ridiculous. No, I, you know, I like Citizen. It's I just, do. I, I, I get to make fun of them because I sold them, so. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, the no, that point. makes sense, that makes sense. But, the, the, the podcast, it's part of the segment that we do, the segment's called Watch Brands We Know Nothing About. Okay. And so what Mike and I do is we'll take a watch brand that we know nothing about and we'll spend a few days researching it and then we'll basically, and we won't talk to each other. It's, it's, you know what I mean? And it's like a weird, like, like Japanese game show. We'll do things that we'll meet for the first time and see what happens, you know, in the mix. And then, and then we'll meet on the show and we'll just talk about like what the other one learned. And we did an episode on Rado, Mido, uh, Universal Geneva. And the fourth one was on Citizen. And mm. we chose Citizen because, um, well, the other reason we do this segment is because a lot of people who listen to the show are just getting, or a lot of people who to listen to the two of Watch Now's podcast. They're just getting into watches. And so... We like the idea of kind of letting people know from the get-go, you know, it's okay for you to not know things about watches, it's okay for you to ask questions, it's okay for you to not feel like you want to spend more money than you're comfortable spending, because there's this really, really, like, foobar trend in neurology of collecting yourself into debt, Yeah, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Which is fucking wrong if you ask me. I'd rather put my I'd rather keep my debt in my student loans where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that shit belongs. But um we did the uh we did the citizen episode because everyone knows the name citizen, everyone knows the yeah. Eco Drive, everyone knows that two hundred dollar ProMaster VK. Yes. Get. I've and been like, eyeing that by the way. Right? Yeah. It was like well, what the fuck do we know about the brands? We know it's Japanese, we know it gets forgotten really easily, so we did the whole episode about that and it was uh it was a blast. Really, really, really cool brand. I was astounded with how, uh, like, fervently they practiced environmental, like, safety in their factories, in production, and everything like that. But they yeah. don't lead their marketing with that. Like, no. any Citizen ad, it's like a girl eating an apple and, like, a Citizen logo. It's like, what the fuck's that have to do with watches, yeah, dude? Yeah, yeah. They have some weird, like, uh, oh, like, we're so, we're so elegant and nice, you know? And then you're like, yeah. what? Okay. <laughs> Like why show are you? Me pic- show me a picture of an old man composting. That'll get me on board. Yeah, <laughs> if your brand is super into environmental practices, fucking like lead, yeah. lead with that foot. So it just, I got very upset on the podcast about it. But it's, it's not, it's not, it's not hard to get me upset on the on the, on the two book watch house podcast. But um, I do apologize. I do forget what we were talking about. Like nope. straight up, I just I rambled myself into a corner. I've been there. It's fine. Uh my family, <laughs> but my family doesn't doesn't like like they don't get like you're kind of yeah you're kind of the anomaly. Like when I got the watch, they they were like, I don't understand why you'd spend the money on that. Like they were just confused, <laughs> completely confused. You could say the same thing about right. your dad though, with his Mustangs and everything. Yeah, my, my dad's a big car guy. That's like his thing, and right. so he, he I don't know if he he doesn't doesn't get anything outside of that world, you know. So 
reality is the watch these days is a novelty, which might, mm-hmm. which I, I think immediately might make it sound. Okay, I'm going to say it's a novelty unless you're like an underwater welder or like you need like something <laughs> yeah. in addition to your dive computer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you need like a like a triple redundancy like dive timer and you spend $35 on like a Casio like everyone should do if you're actually in that line of work. But for the rest of us humans, um, the watch is a novelty because you can tell time on the phone, you can do this on the phone, blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't, in my opinion, that doesn't disparage watches if anything, it actually elevates them to the idea of the the, the, the passion niche, right. the passion hobby, right there with train collectors and like bird skull collectors. Yeah, you know what I mean, like people it's who unique. Are really passionate, exactly. So, yeah. it, but I feel like a lot of watch brands are trying to fight that. So your your your, your pause reaction, and it also is also very similar to my family's reaction. Totally, totally makes sense. Like when my brother found out I was into watches, he bought me an Apple Watch. <laughs> I haven't because well, he's super into tech. He, he, okay, he's, he's, a yeah. doc, he's, a, he's a doctor also. My my, my family's brown. And I'm the only not doctor, which means I'm not I'm not like actually a part of the family anymore. I, yeah. I studied English. I got I got my master's in English, and as as far as they're concerned, I should be just you know pushing a broom. Like that's how my family like thinks. You know, so yeah. when my brother found out I was into watches, he's like he's like, oh, dude, I'll get him the best watch I know about. You know, and he got me the Apple Watch. I literally haven't. I haven't worn it once. I've never charged it. It's been dead. It's been dead since 2016. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I feel bad because I'm sure it's I'm sure it's mad practical, but it just I just I just don't have any desire to, to, to wear it. It's funny because I actually was just gifted by a listener this Casio Wave Scepter. Um, I forgot which one it is, but it's only like fifteen dollars. So I'm like, oh, this is incredible. It, it has world time and it does all this like stopwatch stuff and i'm like yeah but so is the fucking like 300 apple watch but i'm more i'm more enthused about this casio yeah i have it on my desk right now this casio uh, you know wave scepter so but yeah no uh, andrew your, your pause reaction i feel like is a lot of people's reactions like why why do you you don't need this blah 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 but it's not about needing it it's about you know it, it, i see it as a form of expression people collect yeah. in the way that they feel as authentic to how they want to express themselves. So, you know, you could either climb a clock tower with a sniper rifle, or you can buy watches. You know it's, I mean? uh... there, there, there are probably more therapeutic ways to express yourself. It's, yeah. it's kind of my point. You know? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's therapy. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can spend $100 an hour for a therapist to just buy a Samariner. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's weird for me, too, because I have this weird, like, logical functional aspect that I try to put in my collecting, but I also have the right. other side where it's like, oh, but that looks so cool. But I want everything. Right. Yeah. So, like, I, I definitely aspire to be the one-watch guy. At some point in my life, I want to have one watch because I think, I don't know about you guys, but I think the worst part about being a watch collector is deciding what watch to wear that day because you yeah. want to you want to wear them all. Mm-hmm. And so I think just having the one watch is something that I definitely aspire to, but right now I'm kind of just feeling the water, you know, mm-hmm. seeing what I like, wearing all the, especially my grandfather's watches, I've been wearing those a lot, so it's, it's, but I mean, when I first got into it, I would, Andrew got me the Seiko SKX 009, I wore that for like two years straight, so. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're That's pretty, killer. we're pretty young in the whole watch game, and so. Yeah, yeah. We've, what, we've been in the watch for two years now? Almost two, three. three. Almost three years. It's Dude, cr- same, same, yeah. I, I got, I, I, so the. Mike way to the podcast with I got my first watch because we worked at a place I used so we used to work together down in Miami um, he's now over in Washington State 
Oh, wow. Um, and I'm, I'm still in Florida. Uh, but we used to work down in Miami. And um, I was working at this place, and I was, you know, like the content manager, and I had to hire, like, writers. And he was one of the, the writers that I hired. And we were somewhere, I forgot where we were, but we were having, like, a business meeting with someone, and someone commented on, you know, the watch he was wearing. Like, oh, that's a nice watch, because it's, it, it's Miami. And uh, Miami is just full of either tourists or skeletons wearing Gucci and luxury products. <laughs> that's just... That's just how Miami works. And so we were meeting with one of these skeleton folk, and they're like, oh, that's a nice watch, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, I remember a few months after that, I had made the choice to, you know, I wanted to leave that place. You know, I'm like, I'm like oh, I don't want to work here and, and, you know, waste away. I want to go and work somewhere else and waste away because that's just what it's going to be. It's a cycle. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to be interviewing. I want to impress people. And I immediately thought of that reaction the guy had to Mike wearing that nice watch. I'm like, fuck, maybe I should get, maybe I should get a watch. Maybe I should get a boat. I'm a boats, man. And so um, I pulled him aside one day and uh, I just, I, I, so remember at this point we weren't really super close. We never talked about watches. We hadn't even shared our first dick joke because there are levels of male friendship, you know what I mean? And the most intimate circle is when you're able to comfortably make genital jokes um, with other, with other, oh, you know, girls or dudes, that's like the final, like, closest circle of intimacy. Obviously, you know, until you take your shirts off, then you're at the inner, innermost circle. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, at this point, Mike and I were really close, and so I pulled him aside, and I basically, I was trying to be super vague because I didn't want him to know I was leaving, but it basically said, like, uh, if I wanted to impress, I don't want to talk about that, that's not how I talk at all, but uh, if I wanted to impress, like, non watch folks with a watch that I bought, but I didn't want to spend a lot of money, what would I get? And so he, emailed me a list of watches, and on that list was the Seiko SNK 805 or 807, the green one, I, and that's the first automatic I ever bought, um, and that was back in, like, 2015. Mike later told me that he thought I was going to fire him when I pulled him aside, because it was, like, so uncharacteristic, you know what I mean? <laughs> Holy I thought shit. you were super fire me, dude. But yeah, no, you're so totally going to fire me, I'm so scared. <laughs> right? <laughs> But no, I'm super new into watches as well, but, um, you know, I've always had a very collecting, inclined mentality, you know, um, uh, I talk about this in the show all the time, so it's not particularly embarrassing for me. I was super into the Pokemon card game when I was like 10, 11, 12, 15, to 27, you know what I mean? So like... No, it was, it, was, it was when I was younger, and so like that was very <laughs> yeah. consuming Until me. Pokemon like, Go came out, you know. Oh, dude, man, you don't even know. My, my <laughs> wife, so we live, uh, I live in a town called Celebration, which is right next to Disney, and so my, my wife works at Disney, so, you know, whenever we have the chance, we'll just be on Disney property, just, like, playing Pokemon Go. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, if that's not love, I don't know yeah, what Yeah, right? <laughs> but yeah, I was super into Pokemon, like, all the cards, and I was, I was one of the first master professors in the country, I was rated for the card game in the state of Florida, it was ridiculous. Whoa. You know what I mean? It was ridiculous. I still carry my card, my master professor card, in my wallet, just in case it'll ever win me a beer at a bar. I doubt it will, but you never, you never know. Yeah, dude, you fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerd, dude. No, you that's watch podcast nerd. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's sick though. Everyone's got their thing, man. And Pokemon, yeah. Yeah. I never got into it personally, but I can see why you would. There's like, it's it's huge and it's awesome. Mm. Lost my, I lost my mind with it, and so after that, it was you know video games. And then after Hell video yeah. games, it was, it was nothing. I was, I was floating in a void of nothingness, and then I fell into uh, watches. And so, 
Um, big focus is obviously affordable watches, but really particular to that is like the you know the Russian stuff. So I'm not sure how much you guys have heard on the on the TVWS podcast, but it gets ridiculous how much how much Russian watch talk can occur on that show. But um, but yeah, no, totally. I I I, I, I feel your guys' pain being the uh, anomalies in your family, and also just being new you know new to watches. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I have to ask, uh, when did uh, you and Mike, you know, start the dick jokes? When did uh, the dick joke friendship <laughs> It's so, start? it's so, well, you mean start the dick joke, oh, you mean like, like off air or like on air? Off, uh, off air, like the true it friendship probably, level of dick joke. probably level. a little while after that, when we started figuring out we liked the same bands, we actually, we, so, so, so Michael and I used to both play in the South Florida music scene like live music. The only difference is that I was in bad bands and Michael was in good bands, but we knew the same people. We just never met. And so like when we figured that out, we were like, oh shit, you know that person? Yeah, I know them, blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh yeah, he replaced that player, bass player, blah, blah, blah. So like um, music was probably one of the, uh, one of the stronger glues we had, you know, initially. And then, um, you know, and then watches and then uh, we started talking about you know, watch websites and watch podcasts and things like that. And um, when we started Two Broke Watch Knobs, what was a popular podcast at the time? Uh, our Time was pretty popular. That was when Ariel and uh, uh, John were still doing it. Um, Grey NATO was just starting out. This was when they were in, like, single digits still. Um, I don't know if they do. I have no idea if they're still doing the show, in all honesty. But, um... <laughs> That was a, that, but that was around the time we started. Cause I think we were listening to the Grey NATO, and one of them was talking about like, I don't know, one of these brands like Richard Meal, like paid him to like skydive like into a shark's mouth, and then like and then like give the shark the rock bottom, and then like swim back to shore. Or it was something like incredibly unreal. Holy like, shit! That's not what that's not what real people do. <laughs> ridiculous. We have to do a podcast about sorrow and Seikos. Because that's reality, man. That's, that's cold reality. And then uh, after that, you know, one of us came up with the idea, you know, two rope watch knobs, and then um, and then we just recorded the first episode. The, the show didn't, the TBWS show didn't kick into gear until like episode four or five. For the first few episodes, we were very scared. It was like, hey, hey guys, guys <laughs> here. You, you you like watches? I like watches too. That's so rad, bro. And like that was the whole show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But then, like, four or five episodes in, it's just like, dude, I don't care. I've had a bad day at work. I've had four cups of coffee. My AC is broken. I'm going to say every terrible thing that comes to my head while I recap my experiences at Warren and Wild's Wind-Up 2016. <laughs> and that's, uh, that was episode, like, five, five or six or something like that. So it's been pretty wild, uh, pretty, pretty wild since then. And there's so many more podcasts starting up. Obviously, you know, Typeface Archaeology. You guys, a whole bunch of it's like it's like it's like in. I feel like it's like super cool to do that now. You know, have you guys noticed that too, or, or, or am I just like insane? I mean, when I first um, kind of started time time archaeology, is a way to just talk to other people on Instagram. Mm. And I was like, um, I was at in college at the time, and I was, uh, you know, like trying to find people to talk to. Couldn't finally find people to talk to about watches. Um, besides me. <laughs> besides Vinny. Um, <laughs> fucking guy over here yeah um, it's a piece of shit <laughs> and i uh, guys over here. <laughs> so i just started talking to people on uh on instagram and eventually yeah. uh found someone and i was like you know what? like a podcast sounds cool blah blah started doing it and i truly i wanted to do like film and stuff like you know do okay. hoodinky shit 
and be all professional, but I'm like, I'm too ugly for that. Let me just start recording myself at first. Um, Dude, Jason, he can put his face on air, you can put your face on air, that, as far as I'm concerned. That's, that, 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 that's how I feel about it. Gotcha. <laughs> well, now I put here my are. face uh, around. Yeah, so, here and there. Here and there. Mostly there. Sometimes. <laughs> But no, that's how I started. I'm just I actually didn't listen to any watch podcast. Didn't know it was a thing. Um, I just you know wanted to talk to people, and so that way, like when I educate, because I, I was still learning. So like when I educated myself, talking to you know other people who may know more than me, the person listening then educates themselves on something they didn't know before. You know, it kind of just yeah. makes this awesome cycle of you know community of watches and and education. That's so cool. So it's interesting you bring up Instagram. Instagram's been pretty integral for um, our podcast, obviously, you know, uh, the, the TBWS podcast, obviously, you know, Taipei's Archaeology as well. Um, have you ever have you ever had, like, the sense of there's good and bad? Because I know people who are super positive about mm-hmm. Instagram culture. I'm 50-50. I think um, there's a dark side to, uh, like, watch fam, urology, Instagram culture, and then obviously there's a, there, there, there's a bright side. But, like, how has your experience been so far? I've had really only good experiences on Instagram with people. Um, nice. With, with building kind of like, you know, the whole concept of time psychology is to build kind of like a business in the sense of, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to make some kind of money off this just so I can travel the world and look at watches and talk to people. And that's, that's pretty much all it is. I'm not trying to make a profit or a living off this, but it's somewhat of a business. So I found a lot of people um, really uh, are, are negative towards the, like, are very much opinion-based articles and, and content. Especially mine. Because um, we're very, like, like this is... If, if we're not talking to someone, like, this is our opinions. Like, that's just, that's just it. We're all learning right. here, but this is just, that's it. Like, see, the issue is, like, like me and Andrew live together, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, me and him are very different in the sense that he's very, like, crazy motherfucker. Like, and he's like, dude, we're going to do this one thing and we're going to fucking do it till we get it done. And I'm way more chill, right? And I'm, a, I'm ambition. I have an ambition. I'm not sure. Yeah, not whatever, what you, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. One thing until it gets done, we're gonna be on fire the whole time. On fire, get my lighter. But like, the thing is, like, we like we'll get into watch arguments all the time. All all the time, like at two a.m. Like random ass fucking hours of just yelling at each other. Of like, oh yeah, of like Tudor versus Rolex. Completely superfluous. Are you fucking insane, dude? You're crazy. Superfluous. I'll fucking kill you, dude. Four in the morning. That's actually exactly what it sounds like. Literally what it sounds like. Like, it's aggressive. Like, it's it's intense. But, like, the thing about Timepiece is that we get to talk to other people that aren't us, which is good, yeah. because sometimes I want to strangle this kid. <laughs> and, like, when we went to the Nashville Omega event, just getting to talk to other people about what, like, going up to someone that has a cool watch and just starting a conversation about it is awesome. That's my favorite part about this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Me and me. Have you had positive watch encounters in the wild, in you know, it, you know, IRL with like real folk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Well, I guess I guess you guys used to work at K, so you probably had plenty of like positive. Well, I'll uh, I work in the in the watch like field professionally. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. So, yeah, I can deal with the good people. I mean, you deal with bad people. You know, you be, well not bad. You deal with people who are unknowledgeable as well, which can be kind of like a. 
It's weird. more of an annoyance. Yeah. Because like well, you. Well, my my perspective is a bit different because I don't work I don't work in in watches. I I, I I work from home. So when I say like watch encounters in the wild, I mean like um. On the street. Yeah. On the, I told this story on the on the two book watch Knobs podcast. I was at PF Chang's, which is which is which is the closest thing to a cathedral I'll ever walk into at this point in my life. So I walk into PF Chang's, and um, the kid behind the counter, young young kid, he's like eighteen or nineteen, and I'm 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 some creepy thirty year old guy. So immediately this is not a good this is not a good mix. All right, and um, I'm like I see he's wearing a watch, and I I we make the joke in the show all the time. I don't make eye contact anymore. I make wrist contact. I haven't looked at a person's <laughs> face. I forgot what my years. wife looks like. I, I haven't I looked at a person's face in years, you know? Just look at the wrist. And so I walk in, I see this kid's wrist, and he's actually wearing a really interesting um, sort of pre-fall uh, of the USSR um, commander ski red star tank dial, a Vostok. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, really, really cool Vostok watch. It's like a hand hand wind, you know, it's a 2416, so it's a, it has, like, the date on there, and I'm like, I'm like, holy, holy mother of God, the stars have aligned, and I've met another, like, Russian watch person in the wild. Not even, not, 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 you know, not even a watch. I, I see, in Disney, you see crazy watches all the time. You see a lot of Rolex, you see a lot of Omega, you, you see some crazy, crazy-ass shit. This is the first time I've seen, like, you know, a Russian watch, and so, um, I, you know, I paid for my order, I forgot what I got. And then uh, I'm like, I'm like, oh, hey, man, by the way, that's a really cool Vostok. And he, he looks in his wrist and he goes, a cool what? And I'm like, oh, man, I've made a huge mistake. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I would like to, may I use your bathroom so I can drown myself to death in your fucking toilet? Oh, uh, my he's God. Me five minutes and he's like, oh, oh, no, this is a Russian watch. My brother got it for me in Russia. I'm like, I hope the brother fucking dies. Bro. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like an idiot now. Having reached out to make a connection, now I just feel like some 30-year-old creepy asshole. Talking about Vostoks and shit. He's you like, know what I mean? I mean, the only what like I've I haven't had that many watch encounters in the wild. The only thing that ever happens to me is I always have these little awkward like, oh, that's a that's a cool watch. Yeah, and then like, runs away. <laughs> like like I was at Starbucks the other day and this guy was wearing a two tone date sub, and he was sitting nice. next to me and I was like, hey man, nice watch. Is that a sub? He's like, yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's a cool watch. He's like, thanks. And I was like. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> like it was weird. That's... Bro, I'm not trying to finger bang. I'm trying to make a fucking connection. Here, right? <laughs> yeah. Like on, every, every time I've like like said like nice watch, it, it always feels like that guy's like, I'm sorry, I don't want to fuck. Thank you. Like yeah, it's like I always feels like I'm trying to hit on someone. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm married, sir. Yeah, that's great. I have a boyfriend. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it's always like that. Yeah. Or it's like when you ask, like, oh, cool watch. You're like, oh, yeah, it's whatever. And he's wearing, like, a fucking Daytona or some shit. Yeah, he's like, like oh, I just got it. <laughs> the, the worst is now that, like, I stare at wrists. Like, I'll be just staring at wrists and someone catches me and they're, like, they're just confused. They're just like, uh, uh, yes? Like, everything, every time I feel like they think it's like I'm about to, like, ask them out. Yeah. Like, they're like, I'm sorry. No, I'm saying, they feel violated. They probably watch. think you're checking for a wedding ring or some shit. That's awesome. So, <laughs> someone's single and they can afford a Rolex. Here are my digits. <laughs> what's your snap? What's your snap? <laughs> <your, what's> <laughs> Bro, ASL. Although I'm not sure ASL is popular anymore. I'm not, um, I'm, I might be dating myself there, guys. It's uh, a little, I'm a little. Not, we should, uh, we should so, let you know there's an age restriction. I might be dating myself there, guys. It's a little, a little. We should, uh, we should let you know there's an age restriction here. We are, uh, we are not able to drink to let let you know the age. Is it? Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we're both uh, twenty. I feel like that wasn't necessary to mention, but thanks to Dick Wild. Oh, you're talking about that nineteen-year-old, yeah, no, so. No, that, that's 
that's I, I that's badass. Yeah, dude. So 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 seriously though, ASL. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was having a conversation with someone last night about AIM and like AIM screen names and like away messages, and so I I, I have no idea if you guys have any experience actually using AOL Instant Messenger, but I did when I was in. I I know what it is. Like, I have zero right, experience. Right, right. That's so killer, though. But yeah, man, it, it's, it's just an interesting... So we were talking about Instagram. Instagram is really... There's good and there's bad parts of it. The bad parts I've noticed are... And I struggle with this, too. And this is something that we really try and um, educate folks on um, on the podcast. And it's the idea of being a thoughtful collector. And so, you know, what the hell does that mean? Well, that doesn't mean collecting in the same way one masticates potato chips. You know what I mean? Or, like, daytime masturbates. Without inhibition... Or a sense of stopping, you know, like you, you, cool. you should. I have no idea. I if this is the first time I've ever talked about watches and masturbating on the show. I do apologize. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. It's okay. We'll I mean, be the last. This is I the first time on the show. Um, in person, no. Um, <laughs> it comes up quite a bit. Oh yeah. We're breaking breaking barriers, guys. We're making new ground. Oh, that blue uh, dial makes you want a nut. <laughs> that's, that's a that's a casual thing that has been said between the two of us. <laughs> It's that um, a lot of times brands and um, particular Instagram influencers, I won't name names, they'll use their channel to propagate this idea of, and this is sort of what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, but this is like the dark side of it, the idea of retail therapy. You know what I mean? Mm. It's um, the idea of consumption, the idea of collecting all of these watches, doing all of this thing to eventually reach that level of now I've made it as the kind of collector I want to be. But a lot of it's structured so you don't actually get there. You buy one watch, and you just think of the next watch to get. You know what I mean? It's it's very difficult with watch Instagram culture to feel like you're content and have plateaued positively with your collection. That's something we talk about on the show all the time. It's like, don't fall into the trap of spending money just to spend money. Buy something that actually means something to you, not someone else. And so we, we, just, we started this thing. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. It's catching on a little bit. It's the idea of the watch fast, hashtag watch fast. And it's the idea of wearing one watch for either 30 days or an entire calendar month. And it's really, it's the idea of just to have you content with what one watch feels like and for you to really build a strong relationship, you know, with that watch. Um, people try it. People, a lot of people fail it because it is really, really tough. Mike did it with, it's funny actually, Mike did it with his SKX009, the Pepsi, or the 175, whichever one, um, I guess, I guess, I think the 175 is the American designation and the 009 is the Japanese designation for the SKX uh, pe- uh, pe- Pepsi dial. Yeah. I tried it with the Casio Duro MDV106. It's like a $50 quartz Casio 200-meter um, uh, dive watch. It has like a Marlin, like a, for some fucking reason, because Marlin are known for, known for their diving. Has a Marlin on the dial, you know? Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that in stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I couldn't do it uh, with that watch. I was a, this is this is before I was working from home. I was working in a place and I was having like the worst week ever. And I looked down at my wrist to check the time and I just saw this fucking watch and I channeled all of my anger into the watch. And I'm like, fuck you, watch. You killed my father. And like, I just, I just, <laughs> my watch I just couldn't do it. And so I, I, you you killed my father. And I just all, all all my projected anger was on this poor this poor sweet fifty dollar Casio. And so yeah, I went home early. I put on my Seiko um, Samurai Blue Lagoon. Nice. I sat down the floor of my bathroom with my back against the door and just looked at my wrist. I'm like, oh, okay, that's better. 
That's better. I'm getting. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. But like man, a I fucking was druggie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was bad. I was having a very, very, uh, very bad. And for anyone who listens to the show, is tuning in now. You guys know. You guys know all my horrible experiences uh, <laughs> at like previous jobs. <clears throat> but um, I did. I did complete the watch pass during uh, Christmas last year with my Orient Christmas Chrono. Hmm. It's a JDM limited edition um, part of an Orient Neo 70 series uh, quartz chronograph. It's killer. It's it's an incredible watch, and so was happy to do that. But it's the idea. The watch fast is supposed to. It's supposed to kind of make you more proud of the pieces you collect. But at the same time, I know what's really big in watch culture. And I, I don't do this. I'm, I'm curious to hear if you guys do this. The idea of watch flipping, which feeds the idea of consumption. I'm going to buy 10 watches. Um, I'm going to sell them all. I'm going to keep the money in my PayPal account. I'm just going to keep that two, $3,000 rolling, and that's going to be my collection. I, I, I don't do that, but do, 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 do you guys... Are you guys familiar with that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Or have I like, totally gone off the rails? Well, it's funny that you mentioned like the watch fast thing. Because like mm-hmm. I think I think you said Mike, he fasted with the uh, the 009. Yeah. Yeah. That was like my first watch that I got. And I, I wore that for like two years straight. It's, and it's, it's the closest thing to a perfect watch that'll exist. The honestly. And like yeah. I the relationship I have with that watch is incredible. I'll never get rid of it. And um it, it's like it's funny because I actually wrote an article about like not consuming so much and I think how you should save up your money for that one watch you really want because when you get it you'll appreciate it so much more mm-hmm. and right. um, like if you save for like you know two three four five years for that you know like that sub that you really want or, or whatever it is and you finally get it it's like man like I achieved this goal and I get to build this relationship with this watch for however many years I want it. So I, I think the watch fast is a really good idea, and I think a lot of collectors should try it out. But as far as, like, flipping, um, I know of it, but I don't participate in it necessarily. Um, we're too poor yeah. to afford <laughs> watches that people would want to buy. Yeah, exactly. Um, to be very honest and frank. Um, but no, to, about the whole, like, um, fasting thing, I, I've done a couple, like, a week on the wrists, and it's yeah. funny, like, at the end of that week... You're like, this is the perfect watch. Like, exactly. you don't even want to, like, stop in a weird way because you're just, like, so comfortable with that watch now. Like, it's kind of like if you wear one T-shirt every day, eventually you just go grab that same T-shirt again, like, the next day. Uh, and I just ended up doing it, and I was like, I, I could keep going, but, you know, I and then, I, you know, you break it. Incredibly easy and organic and authentic for us as watch collectors to be content with what we have, mm. unfortunately, a lot of times we don't allow ourselves to. We get influenced by yeah. Instagram, or we get influenced by brands, or freaking Basel, which which I I was you, you guys heard about Hayek and Swatch and him pulling yeah. Swatch out of, out of Basel. Yeah. That's so I've, I'm very excited to see um, the dominoes that drop afterwards. What other yeah. brands? Leave, you know what I mean? But like Basel is uh, Basel S I H H. You know, around those times of years, that's when people's like orological hard-ons are at their strongest. <laughs> They're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get this. I gotta do this. I gotta buy the latest this. Blah blah blah. And so it's 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 it. But it's also the idea of you should also accept. This is why, and that's also why the watch pass is so important. You will always be fighting that urge as a watch collector. I'm always fighting it. Mike's always fighting it. I talk to hundreds of people that, that, that just, they're always, always fighting it. But it's just, it's also just worthwhile to know. You're never going to be at the place where you're like, yep, this is where I'm perfect forever. Because my dad is there, but my dad's not a watch guy. He's got one watch. I, I think, Vinny, I think you said you want to be the one watch guy. Yeah, eventually. 
I fucking hope you can make it. I don't think I could ever do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just, I I just don't know what like, watch. Well, that's the hardest. I mean, part. the reason like I want to be the one watch guy is because I had the double on nine for so long. It's like, okay, yeah, I could yeah. do this. I could do this with with like a a, a two tone date just or something like that for the rest of my life or a yeah. sub. Like I could do that. I could totally do that and like just appreciate it and wear it and then be able to hand that down to my son or whatever. I think that's really yeah. cool. Well, it's interesting actually because you said this a couple of times and I wanted to bring this up and focus on it a bit more. The idea you've talked about, but either saving and escalating your collection mm. or doing the one watch thing. In both instances, you mentioned super expensive watches. Is the idea in your mind congruent where you progress as a collector if you spend more money? Like, is that just sort of like the logical like progression? Because I, I, I've heard it before too. I've totally thought about it before too. In my mind, I'm always like, dude, as soon as I can save up 4,000 bucks for Grand Seiko, I'm burning <laughs> everything else. You know what I mean? But I feel like that, it, it, to me, that doesn't seem logical because it's just... I, I, if, if someone broke into my home right now, it's very easy because my door is unlocked, but please don't break into my home. <laughs> uh, 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 put a gun to my head and they say, choose one watch to love under $50 or I'm going to blow your brains all over your sleeping cats right fucking now. That's I so could choose funny. my big, I could, I mean, that's a very intense situation. Yeah. I could choose my, my, my big zero, my Rakita big zero, which I'm wearing right now and totally, totally be happy. But I'm, 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 I'm extraordinarily gilding the lily here. But yeah, Vinny, the idea of, Escalating your watch collection or growing as a collector congruent with spending money is that something that seems logical, like like to you? Um, I it, I only bring up Rolex because that's it's it's what I aspire. It, for me, Rolex it's is an like incredible watch. It, it re- they really do create. It's probably one of the most reliable products on earth. I'm talking about all products. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it, it, for me, for me, Rolex is not only just like the perfect watch and and you you could have a one watch collection and it'd be a rolex and you'd be completely content with that for the rest of your life but it's also i think more of a a life goal also to be able to say that i have i bought a rolex and you know with saying that rolex is kind of like a statement piece it's also kind of like oh look at me i have a rolex and i think when you wear one people automatically think that about you like you have money um but it doesn't i mean for me my opinion on it always changes like, for, like right now, it's definitely a Rolex. But, I mean, a, couple, a month ago, it was a Grand Seiko. Or yep. or the month before that, it was uh, the Omega Seamaster 300. Like, I really was obsessed with that. I mean, it, for me, it's always changing, and I think I'm looking for that kind of one watch. But right now, I'm kind of in the Rolex world only because I'm trying to work there, so I think it's kind of influencing me a little bit. But, yeah. Sure. Makes sense. I've... I, again, I, like, to throw it back to, like, I've done that one week on the wrist... And I've thought about it quite a bit to just be like, I'd only need one watch. And then, like, I, I, I really only do. But, like, I don't know. I think I'm at the point where I have, the, like, if I didn't have the watches that I have now, I'd only wear one watch. Um, and, and, and the progression of, like, buying, you know, more expensive. And that's just, it's not really, like, the progression. It's, like, if you like a watch that's, um more expensive that's just it just happens to be more money that's just kind of how uh, what happened but you can also aspire to get something that's only 500 bucks doesn't have to be 5,000 right it's just whatever that progression next watch really is for your next step um and and what you think is kind of like that that ultimate watch um the the thing is since since all three of us have chosen to have watch collections Mm -hmm. in my opinion inevitably there will always be more than one watch because 
as human beings, we have the inevitable desire to express ourselves. We have to express ourselves in some way. And as I've gotten older, the ways in which I can express myself have dwindled to like two things. And one of them is watches. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I can't, I can't feel like I can efficiently express myself with one watch. I can be content with my watch collection if it were one watch, but since my emotions are so tied into it, if I were to have a one watch collection that was somehow expressive of all the emotions or instances or situations that my, my brain encountered, it would need to be a, like a pretty magical fucking watch. Like this exactly. watch to like, like Julianne Fry's do my taxes, like an incredible fucking watch. I mean, yeah. maybe Cassie, actually Cassie might make a watch to do my taxes actually. Cause they, That's they true. do some pretty crazy shit. You know? <laughs> but yeah, no, like it, it's hard to find that watch that you kind of want to drop everything. I mean, like yeah. I could, I could buy a Seiko Sumo tomorrow and be like, yeah, I don't need anything else ever again. Like I, I, I have a Sumo. I, that was my first dive watch. I fucking love yeah, that watch. I love yeah. the Sumo, man. I think it I'm a, a solid timepiece. I'm yeah. definitely at the point where I just have the watches, so it's hard to like let them go. But if I let them go, so if anyone's out there willing to just buy all my watches I have now, feel free to contact me. Um, <laughs> but I'd be willing to just let them go and wear that one watch. But it'd have to be something like really awesome, like a, a just yeah. even just a Rolex Mariner or a, a, like right now I'm looking at Planet Oceans, like a Planet mm-hmm. Ocean. I'm looking at. Um, I'd be able to wear that probably every day and be okay. Because yeah. if I had nothing else to choose from, I'd be fine. Um, and that's kind of something I've learned from the Week on the Wrist. And even in a that's weird true. way, the whole Timepiece Archaeology Instagram has held me back from being the one-watch guy because I want to show people more watches. You know, like, I want to give them the, the see, like, what watches are out there, what they could have, like, with different price points. Like, I want to I wanna express that and share that and educate that with the world or, or the, the five people who actually watch, listen, and, listen and watch my, our stuff. Um, thank you for that. Um, thanks, mom. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm like you. I just pragmatically, I find it difficult to part with watches. I have sold two watches in my life. Uh, one of them I don't regret at all. I lost a metric fuck ton of money. I lost a lot of donuts that day when I sold that. It was it was a microbrand piece, and so I bought it for a thousand for some fucking reason, which was way above what I was comfortable paying. But I was at windup, and I was caught up in like the romantic culture of orological commerce and people are buying things and people are talking about, you know, movements and people are talking about like, you know, beats. And I'm just like, yeah, I got to buy a watch, dude. And so I like, bought that watch for a thousand and I sold it for 500. I'm like, fuck, I ate, I ate it so hard in this watch. And so, but I'm happy that watch is, you know, gone. Uh, the second watch I sold from the minute it left, I posted it away. I missed it. I missed it every single day after that. I was in contact with the person that bought it, and so we would talk all the time, and I missed it to the point where I eventually just, I, I, I bought it back from him. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, it's back with me now, so I don't think I'm, I, I, I think I'm in the same, I'm the same boat as you, um, yeah. uh, Andrew. I'm, I'm not really the watch selling type. If you hear a bell, that's my cat. Oh. My cats make frequent appearances on the TBWS podcast, and so... One of them is here. Uh, we do a, we do a hashtag on Saturday Seiko Catter Day, so it's a I love picture it. of my cat with the. Oh, have you guys seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my favorite. I have yeah, two, I have two cats myself. Kitties. What kind of cats? Um, I have no idea. Actually, they're both like just shelter cats that we picked uh-huh. out. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. I've never fat ass cat and a hit... skinny cat. <laughs> yeah, one's fat. Just, uh, can you guys still hear me? She did just hit my microphone. Yeah, we're, we're good. No, yeah, you're good. Awesome rock and roll, man. There are no technical difficulties on this show at this time. Mm. That's so killer, though. But yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, 
I'm interested to hear also just down the road, like, you know, how all of our collections progress. The only thing, the only sort of um, idea of a reduced collection that's been attractive to me is uh, Mike, who I do the TBWS podcast with, he coined this phrase, the flyer, the driver, the diver. It's three watches. And so a flyer, so like a pilot watch, like a Flieger or like a GMT uh, driver, so something like a chronograph or something that's other sort of like, I don't know, field watch inclined. And then the diver, which is obviously a dive watch. And so it's this um, very pure idea of a three-watch collection. I'm like, that might be more practical. Maybe I can express myself appropriately if I had three absolutely incredible watches that fit the flyer, driver, diver um, sort of like, you know, frame. But but, but, but what do you guys think about that? That that three-watch sort of idea? I would love that. I I, I would even do a three-watch or even, again, like the, I don't know, maybe because it's it's growing on me because we're talking about it, but the whole one-watch or just three-watch or just two-watch idea Mm. is such a beautiful thing because, like you said, it it makes you appreciate it. It just makes you, like, you learn everything about it. Like, you just just know it. Yeah, it's like a part of you. Not only that, but they become strap monsters. You can switch them out all the time and you can make a completely different look with just changing it out mm-hmm. i mean i think the three watch collections are really th- cool thing for me i would tweak a little bit because i'm not really into pilot watches i would do like a dress watch mm-hmm. like a chronograph oh, yeah. and then like a diver and like that's the beauty of collecting is like you can do whatever you want i mean just you saying that i already immediately have an idea of like okay three watches would be like a dress watch instead of a pilot's watch mm-hmm. it's very yeah. uh it's to each to each his own i yeah. guess yeah that's so cool. Yeah, it's also the thing where, and we talk about this on the show a lot, you have to make the choice. It sounds very intense, but early on in your collecting career, you have to make the choice. Do you want to be a consumer or do you want to be a collector? Because I think people who think they're collectors are more likely than not consumers. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's, it's just one of those things where if you're a consumer and you're trying to be a consumer to the point where you're trying to be content with your collection, those are incongruous. Like, that doesn't you know that doesn't really make sense but the idea of a collection i do believe that a collection can have sort of an end point not but that's not that's that's not to necessitate that that means that you know i only have one watch it's the idea of this is the last watch i bought and now my story my collection you know is uh, is complete what did we say we call this something on the show once um cash in your chips the cash in your chips watch you know the last watch you buy mm. as an exclamation point or period to your collection, you know what I mean? So that's uh, something I wanted to mention, because I think we, are we, mm, how long do you keep these episodes normally? I'm looking at my clock right now. Oh, no, no. Uh, about an hour. Mike's got watch. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike's got watch is actually the longest podcast we had at like an hour 15. Really? Um, we're, we're new to this, so we, yeah, we don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that mother, so I, I, all right, all right, Mike's got watches. Mike, I'm talking to you. Mike R. <laughs> I know I'm talking to you, bro. That motherfucker. I thought his name was one thing. I thought his Instagram handle was one thing, and then he comes on your fucking show, and I hear it. So, so I, 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 I make. I have a. In case you guys couldn't tell, I have a pretty strong like reading disability, which you know, studying English is kind of odd. But um, <laughs> for the longest fucking time, I thought that motherfucker's name on Instagram was Mike's Go To Watches. Like these are Michael's go-to watches <laughs> not on it's mike's got watches and uh, and he said that on air on, on this show and i'm like fuck no i, I feel like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> obviously i'm telling everyone right now but that's that's different that's just between us it's just it's just we're just three cool dudes talking about mike's got watches yeah yeah, yeah this this uh this won't be on air i promise this, won't, <laughs> this is 
just for us and family, close family. Yeah. Of thousands and, and thousands. the comments are rolling in. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever thought about doing live streaming? That's something yeah. that Mike and I are getting into. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I've done a couple live streams. Uh, nice. No one showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you do it, I'll, I'll if I see the notification, I'll I'll, I'll jump on there. We uh, yeah. we've been doing we've been doing Wednesday live streams as sort of like a TBWS coffee break live stream. So we use the opportunity to talk to people about the show that aired on Monday because the Tuber Watch House podcast airs every Monday, and then also just talk talk about watch news and it's uh, it's fun. I would definitely recommend um, you guys give it a shot. It's or, or, or you know, do more frequently. And yeah, next time I see it on my phone, I'll definitely jump in. Yeah, Sweet. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we air on Monday, too, so uh, screw off. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're... So, uh, bro, go fuck yourself, <laughs> take a dump on your lawn, pee your car, and steal your mail. Like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Get back to eighth grade, dude. <laughs> got, got aggressive right. right there. Dude, I'm going to ride my bike over to your house and shit on your front porch, bro. <laughs> don't throw a brick in your fucking window tonight. <laughs> like, you want to talk about watches, man. You, you guys like watches, too? I like watches. Oh, uh, so. Hi, it's... Uh, <laughs> Andrew, I like I like I like watches. <laughs> I like, you, you, you guys like blue watches. I love blue watches. Blue watches are where it's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all over the blue watch. Uh, yeah, no, man. This 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 has this has been a lot of fun. Um, would definitely love to come back on at some point. You know, we could definitely fill the air talking for another hour. But uh, if funnily enough, I do have to go and record the Tuber Washdown podcast. Oh, nice. <laughs> tell uh, tell Mike I said hello. I will tell him, Andrew and Vinny say, what is up? Um, and yeah, uh, uh, do you have like a sign off? Should we, should we, should we, is there, do we all like throw up, throw high fives in the air and freeze frames? And, like, <laughs> yeah. crack the or, That's like, exactly what, what we do on a podcast, actually. Exactly. <laughs> so we do on a podcast, get on the plane, fly here, and we'll, we'll do the high five and then, you know, we'll, we'll wrap. We'll, right. we'll, 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 we'll wrap for lunch. Awesome. <laughs> we'll wrap. Yeah. We'll uh, continue uh, filming uh, in about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm in Florida. Where? Where? You, you said your Central Time Zone. That's, that's gonna be at least a two or three hour flight for me. We're uh, we're in Chicago. Oh, that's so cool. I've yeah. been to Chicago. Oh man, I used to work um, in the comic book journalism press industry, and so I've been to Chicago a few times for comic book fairs that had there. So uh, like C2E2, and then um, what the what the hell's the other one? Like Wizard, some shit like that. It was, that was the years. I've, and years I've ago. been to that. I've been to the Wizard thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, 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 cool, it's a lot cool, of fun. Cool, cool town. I, when I was there, when I was in Chicago at the time, I was living in New York. And so going from New York to Chicago was so nice because it was just like, oh, I feel like, obviously, you know, Chicago, you know, it, it, it's it, both the metropolitan cities, but there was something about Chicago that just felt more welcoming. Also, <laughs> the first time I had, um, what the fuck's like, what do you guys call it? Deep dish pizza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. I was a fucking, I was, I was a, I was a double D pizza noob, right, <laughs> fucking noob. I go and I'm like, and so when I order pizza, there was like, a, there was uh, three of us at the time when we were working this, this press junket bullshit. Three of us at the time, and I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, three of us to probably some more people during the interviews. Let's get two pies, and they're like, yeah, okay, sure. And so I call this place. I forgot what place I call. It's like, yeah, can I just get two, you know, deep dish pies or whatever? Because like, oh yeah, we're in Chicago. Do as the Romans do. And um, I knew the my the first red flag was when the girl on the phone goes, okay, then it was seventy five dollars, and I'm like, holy mother fuck balls, dude, seventy five? Are you yeah. like crushing quails with your hands and spreading <laughs> them on the pizza? Like, what level of like of service are we dealing? Seventy five dollars? So in in New York, seventy five dollars, I could buy the pizzeria <laughs> and, and collect the insurance money and buy that sweet two tone sub 
that I've been eyeing. But I'm like, okay, $75, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm not paying for it. Yeah, let's do it. Dude, I took one. It was like, uh, are you guys familiar with, like, with, with Lord of the Rings? Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Like I am fucking, the biggest like Lord of the Rings fan. bread. I took one <laughs> bite and filled the man's stomach three days. I'm like, dude, what the fuck am I going to do with $75 of deep dish pizza that I can't eat? So I just, I just dragged the pizza around with me the whole weekend and just ate it. It was disgusting. After <laughs> first day, it was so... like it was like lukewarm. Oh. And it wasn't pleasant anymore. But I'm like, I had to prove a point to myself to never do this again. And so now I've learned my lesson. That's my that's my that's my deep dish pizza that's story. Small, has nothing to do with watching. I do apologize. I really want to just start sending you like a deep dish pizza pizza a day. Like just <laughs> just start fucking with you. One slice at a time. Yeah. Forty dollars shipping because they ship by weight. Dude, I don't One even fuck around, dude. You know how funny that'd be. Every Killing time you open slowly. your door, there's another slice of pizza. Your wife would be so annoyed. Who the fuck is mailing this pizza? Baby? It's, it's beyond your understanding. There's just things in this world, Horatio, beyond what you read in your philosophy. Right? Just, <laughs> we just don't. Just let the pizza happen, babe. Like, I feel like you, you, you'd have to eat it, too, because you'd just be like, it's here, like, I can't let it go to waste, if I, and if you'd I just start it, eating it. I'm the asshole. Yeah. If I let it run, I'm an asshole. But yeah. I eat it, I'm not the asshole. That's, oh my God. That, that's also what I learned from living in New York and then visiting Chicago. I have to do whatever I can to not be the asshole. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, next time you're um, in town, uh, let us know. We'll uh, grab some deep, deep dish pizza. No, totally, yeah. Uh, so you guys are, like, like in like the city city. Uh, we live kind of outside of the suburbs. Uh, we're in the process Ooh. of both actually moving to the city, 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 city. deep, deep, deep in it. You know, the deep uh, dish, the, 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 the deep dish city pizza. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. the yeah, double yeah. D life. The double D life, all day. <laughs> double yeah, D. I'm right next to I'm right next to, uh, to Disney here in Kissimmee, Orlando. If you're ever around the area, hit me up, and then uh, yeah. we'll live stream together. How That's, rock and roll would that be? Yeah, be we'll, we'll, we'll go to Disney and just walk around and, and ride rides together. It'd be really cute. I literally do that and post it on the feed. Like you make jokes, but that's like like people who listen to the show and who like tune into our or tune to our feed, who watch our feed. I'll just I'll do story segments from Magic Kingdom. I'll do random like Rashad. Like, we're going there. We go every weekend, um, and so I'll be doing that again this weekend. Um, this is this is a Disney household, an unironic Disney household. Nice. Love it. Love it. Oh yeah. Cool. It was yeah, good really, to have really you on. It's a pleasure, guys. Super yeah. appreciate you having me on. we got to have you on over at TVWS at some point. It'll be a blast. Oh, yes, yeah. do it. Awesome, man. And everyone listening who's uh, still around, uh, <laughs> mom, uh, my sister, uh, go follow uh, yeah, Two Broke Watch Knobs and, and take a listen to their podcast. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for Sweet. tuning in. Later. Later.